listening to your music when I was in when I was in secondary school a lot and I remember listening to a lot of your records more recently as well and even you know like as as when I knew you were coming in today I started like going back through my old back catalogue of, of your music um th- at the time when you made it as you said then in the UK in the UK hip-hop scene as a white male mm. that's a fucking staggering accomplishment like <laughs> do you know no genuinely it is I'm like I know a lot because you don't, might not know this, but you're from the jump off days. Yep. And I'm all the don't flop boys that all f- best friend, friends of mine. Like, I don't know if you really? know, you know, unanimous. I don't know if you know who you know. Nah. Okay. He'll be offended. But um, <laughs> no, but like, Do you know, know what? Shorty Horror? Kind of yeah, of course I know. So like, these I know are all my boys. Horrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lived in Manchester and like, yeah, we, yeah. they used to come to my house sometimes for five days in a row and like stay at my house and they'd rap and stuff. I used to write music back in those days as well. But watching how talented a lot of these people are at what they do and still a lot of them haven't made it like you did yeah. makes me beg the question. It's like, what were the factors that came to play to make sure that you as a white rapper yeah. in the UK scene got through? Um, f- do you know what? Just persistence. Really? Persistence. Persistence. I just didn't stop. You know, there were so many full starts as well. Starting to Mike Skinner's record label, me and him, m- me being lazy, mm. not working as hard as I should have. When? Um, during the period when I signed to his label. Um, and I can put my hands up and say that, but us also biting heads and not agreeing on music up until a point. And then just as we did, and he sent a really kind email and he was like, look, I've been spending too long trying to make you into something that you're not rather than focusing on what you're good at. Let's go. Um, and it was almost at that point when Warner pulled the financing from his label. They were subsid- subsidizing his label. They moved everything in house apart from all of their, the rest, uh, part, sorry, I think it was six, seven, nine. Uh, was the label they kept and they moved that in-house and then they, they pulled the finance in from the rest of their subsidiaries because of Napster and oh, LimeWire. Really? You know, the, 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 the money they were seeing had, had fallen subsequently because of all the piracy. Um, so the album never came out for two reasons, because the label lost their financing and because I never worked hard enough. Um, and then after that, I went back to what I knew um, and what facilitated me being able to continue my my quest to become a successful musician, which, by the way, I thought would absolve me of everything in my past yeah. and just make me happy. What did you find out? Uh, well, that was bullshit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid fucking idea that was. Um, so you thought that becoming a successful musician would make your part, would put your past at ease, basically? Would yeah, you just, you just, you, you, and this is what's dangerous about pinning, um, your happiness or your your hopes of happiness on an ever moving goalpost. That quite often you move yourself. Mm. If I sell this many records, I'm going to be happy. Mm. Uh, and then you sell that many records, and then it's like, okay, if I get a number one single, I'm going to be happy. Then you get the number one single, and then it's like, well, what's next? You talked about this earlier. You said about how you've got to enjoy the moment more. Yeah. Or else you'll never enjoy like yeah, life. Yeah. How do you do that though? In the moment. Um, in the moment, I don't like. So for me, I'm just. It's just. It's been a, a really, really long journey towards not, you know, going back to the corners you can't see around. It's, it's just taking it for what it is. It's like I'm here and I'm I'm entirely present. My head is not worrying about the meeting that I've got to go to afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of it because I've seen my schedule, <laughs> but I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. it. And I used to, like I would lay in bed and my mind would be spinning, spinning, spinning about everything that I had coming up. There's no, like, it's good to plan. Like, and I find you worry more if you don't plan. But I try and look at, you know, I don't look at my calendar too far ahead anymore because it doesn't help me. 
Mm. You know, I, I want to be present. I want to be able to be here and have a conversation with you to look you in the eye and talk mm. to you without having other shit in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, an empty head and an open heart, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how you're present. And they're not the easiest things to achieve when we all have so much going on in our lives. And when we're always so like ambitious, because when, like, as you say, the moving goalpost analogy, I really like, because I will achieve something today but before the date of even achieving it, I've already set the new goal. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so you never experience the achievement. And I've I've actually, since leaving my business, one of my mentors said to me, he's like, you just need to, he's that old and he's done it all and he's way more successful than I'll probably ever be. And he was like, the one advice I'll give to you, Steve, is just like, try your very best to enjoy it in the moment. Yeah. Because you look back on it with, you know, rose-tinted glasses and you, th- you you know, you wish you had just savoured it more. Yeah, but Again, you can enjoy it in hindsight, isn't it? Is what I was saying yeah. earlier. You look back on it and you go, wow, I did that. But actually, it's the the, the accolades are not that important. The re- the rewards are are they're they're part of it if you're lucky enough to achieve. But the process is the part of it that you have to enjoy, and that's the I think that's the struggle. That's why a lot of people don't necessarily find themselves that happy because they're not in situations where they're happy to be doing the work that they're doing to get to where they want to be. And that's perhaps because they're in the wrong place where they want to be and what they're doing to get there. Don't, you Mm. know, they don't marry up and we're, we're fortunate. We do things we love. We get to pick and choose. Mm. That's, that's a, you know, I was going to say it's lucky, but it's, it's not, it's hard work and perseverance. What do you worry about then these days? Um, I mean, most recently in the last two weeks, it's been like, (laughs) is that noise that my son's making in his sleep normal? (laughs) Um, so for context, uh, Stephen's just had a, a new kid. Yeah. Um, a new baby boy. Yeah. Which first, is amazing. My first child. Um, and really, you know, just, I mean, yeah, just the, 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 the things that I encounter day to day. I, I'm not really too, I don't know, man. Like it's weird to be at this point in my life, in my career, about to sign a new record deal to be putting music out again, but to not have that, like my energy is different. I'm just excited in being able to have a route to market. I've had all this music that because of some stupid problems I had with uh, the label I was with that I couldn't put out. I wasn't able to 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 exercise that part of you know what I did and and that I missed terribly because that's my output. That's my creative output. You know, I enjoy working on all the other things I'm doing, whether it's a gulp or Giz and Greens anything all, all the ideas that i have that i you know will hopefully come into fruition later on that i'm chipping away at behind mm. the scenes but music is my output that's my hobby it, it always has been so when i get suppressed and i'm not able to 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 work on music or, or release music and they kind of go hand in hand because it's kind of weird working on music that you know you can't release yeah. or that you know someone is standing oh, in the God, way of yeah. you that you don't feel as motivated to get in the studio and work Whereas now I'm like, I don't know, but I'm not worried about how it's received. I'm just really happy to be able to put music out. My worries are not not what they were. All the things I used to worry about, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't have financial security yet. You know, I'm in a much better place than, than I could have been growing up where I grew up. It wasn't what was expected. Um, but, you know, I have to pay my mortgage. I have things like that. But there's, you know, they're not worries. I have to work to pay. You know, that's mm. again, you know, work can be a stress or it can just be work. Mm. You know, my mortgage can be a stress or it can just be a mortgage. Mm. I just have to work. There are th- there, there's quite simple things that I have to do in order to pay my mortgage, you know. So I yeah, try and not yeah. get bogged down by by 
the everyday shit. My worries are uh, just whatever pops up, and and are they are they worries, you know? And I getting to, to to know a child, like am I holding my child correctly? Things like that. That they're they're my current concerns. <laughs> You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. 